0: Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Hokies Press Pass Podcast. Alongside Andy Bitter, the Virginia Tech football beat writer for the Roanoke Times, this is Aaron McFarling, sports columnist for the Roanoke Times. I have escaped Castle Coliseum unscathed. I have tried twice. It's a tongue twister. I really tried to say that twice. You'd think an arena I've been going to for 18 years I would have a better grasp of, but uh, I escaped there without getting trampled after Virginia Tech won 64-63 over number 5 Duke on Monday night. We'll talk about that. Big victory. We'll talk about what it means for the Hokies moving forward, and we'll talk about the ACC tournament that's coming up. There's a very wide range of seeds that Virginia Tech could earn heading into that tournament. And that will greatly influence the seed to end up getting it into the NCAA tournament. And we'll also talk football, as we always do on this. We have some fun little rankings we're going to do. Andy, how have you been over the past week? Uh, are you keeping busy uh, on that football beat there?
1: There's not a lot to write about. I mean, they got the combine coming up, but, I mean, who cares about the combine? <laughs> That's basically what it boils down to. I have,
0: I have on my sheet combine here. Uh, we are going to talk about that at some point, so wait a minute. Wait a to really
1: sell it yeah them. I know well the, when we talk about the combine they'll be like how dumb is the combine when you look at it in the big picture uh no I've been I've been working on some uh, different stories uh one will be coming out Sunday so that's something I've been working on for a while but uh yeah it's I mean there's just nothing going on right now it's such a dead period and, and before maybe you had a little bit of access in the off season to talk to people in the program's just not a lot of that right now so it's just sort of you know, biding time until spring practice starts. Well, uh, at least the
0: fans have a basketball team to watch and to get excited about. Certainly, that Duke game was a huge win. I mean, Virginia Tech scores the final six points of the game, all by Chris Clark. Uh, one of our reader questions is actually about Chris Clark, so we won't talk too much about him now. But, Andy, you watched that game. Uh, what were your impressions of, of what happened in that game? You
1: know, I thought they were very fortunate to pull it out at the end. I thought Duke kind of choke down the stretch but when one team is choking like that the other team has to take advantage of that and Virginia Tech took advantage of that took advantage of every opportunity uh you know you're, you're looking at a missed free throw at the very end I think that could have been uh, a pretty big thing for Duke obviously when they missed that then they, it looked like the officials missed that foul call where a, a Duke player got held and the ball went out of bounds they checked to see it it was Virginia Tech's ball but you know credit to the Hokies for getting the defensive stops down the stretch you know the, how many how many passes where it was like a pass across the middle that they got a hand on right. that, that tipped it the other way? Uh, you know, that's defense coming through and, and making big plays when you have to. And then, you know, Chris Chris Clark, Johnny on the spot, uh, catches the air ball, puts it right back up. And before that, he had a couple of baskets before. What do you have, the final six points or something? Final so, six, six points, points, yeah. Final six points for the Hokies. I mean, it's just... He wasn't a really big scorer throughout that game, but he came through in you know when the Hokies needed him at the end. It's, that's a huge win. I mean, that gets them in the tournament for sure. I, I can't see any scenario that they get left out at that point. At this point, and they're just kind of playing for seeding. But uh, may have been a little nervous otherwise if Virginia Tech had lost out, the fin- finish the regular season, which could have happened oh, if you if curious. you looked at what the schedule was. But uh, you know the, the the Hokies coming through like that. That was a very big win at home. As
0: you can and imagine, was- they they used. Inter Sandman liberally at the uh, arena before the game. Uh, during the last few minutes, they played it during the timeout, and I had a tweet that got I think over 400 likes. This is what I thought: pick baskets, pick Caskets was going to get, and didn't. I
1: still don't get that and, one. I'm sorry, and the tweet I just don't. Was,
0: Exit bubble, inter bracket.
1: That was a good one. Thanks. No, I did and, see that.
0: But I think that's exactly what happened here. The bubble was. I mean, very, very real. As much as people looked and saw Jerry Palm and saw Lunardi putting Tech in, I mean, those were volatile rankings. I mean, those were rankings that were, were scheduled to change had they not come back in that game and had you know they gone on, on the road to, to Miami and lost. Uh, I'm not going to count them out of winning that game. I think they have a, a decent shot to win that game down there on Saturday. But, uh, you know, and then you're in a situation where who knows – when, who you're playing in the ACC tournament maybe you lose that game, your confidence is low. I mean, there was a lot of scenarios there it would have been very uncomfortable uh, selection Sunday viewing for these fans, but I think that's all over with now. Um, you know, Coach K, I think, you know, people don't want to hear Coach K make excuses. People, you know, who don't go to Duke or don't root for Duke don't really like Coach K. Um, <laughs> really? Is that the feeling out there? <laughs> I'm really breaking some news here. But he said after the game, like, look, we're a tired team right now. And I and I think he's I think there's something to that. I think it's a lot easier to play your your two games in three days at home, like Virginia Tech did, than it is to play a game on Saturday and then and then travel somewhere, even if it's not very far away and play a game. I think that contributed to the end. I mean, you know, the shots that, that they normally make, Grayson Allen you know, got cold there at the end. He didn't make many. Trent was amazing. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. was amazing at, at uh, Cameron when Tech played them earlier this season. He had a bad night shooting. Uh, the turnovers, I think, uh, can be partially attributed to maybe some tired legs. So, Tech got them at a right at a good time. I mean, it was an advantageous scheduling, I think, and, and Tech took advantage of
1: it. What does that give them? Uh, RPI wins this year now. They've got, like, it's- Virginia, Clemson, Duke, North Carolina, and that's the four top 10 RPI wins, something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, four top 10, and it was five quadrant one. Um, You include the Notre Dame.
1: Nerd! Here we go with this again.
0: Although I think Washington has now dropped out of that top 50, so that's one that, you know, could be no longer, it could be a quadrant. I think they're like 51 or something. Yeah, they could get back in. The funny thing is, Tech, I was looking at the RPI. When we talked last week, Tech was 48th in the RPI. And today they're 47th. Um, it just goes to show you that, that that non-conference schedule. I mean, you just you just cannot shed that. I know they lost to Louisville also, in, in you know in between the two times we've talked, but uh, to only go up one after beating Duke, you know, it's, it just seems like um, you know they're still being saddled by that that poor non-conference schedule. And hopefully they've learned from this because it's uh, you know it's it's tough. It's tough to to Everything into all your eggs into the conference basket,
1: yeah. There there are ways to game the system in the non conference schedule, and I think this year they scheduled that Kentucky game. Everybody said, Oh, this the non conference schedule is so much better. They got Kentucky in this game, but that was really the only non conference game that was you know, I guess Washington now uh, looks a little bit better in hindsight, but uh, they're they, like you look at Clemson. Clemson has game the system to have a top 10 RPI, I think. I, I don't think that's like a top 10 team or you wouldn't look at them and go, wow, look, that's a, a really great traditional basketball school. I think they figured out how to sort of play that non-conference game, and uh, that's probably something that Virginia Tech should do going forward now that they're, you know, in the past you scheduled for a reason. You scheduled to get confidence, to, to get wins uh, that this team could point to and, and say, oh, you're, you're building something here, but now that you're uh, every year probably going to be in the tournament conversation, at least while Buzz is here. I mean, I, I think he's gotten the program to that point. Uh, I think you have to start scheduling differently and start scheduling. Oh, you have to be smart to be able to get into the tournament, uh, even if maybe you don't go 10-6 and six or 9-7 and seven or whatever record you have to get uh, in the ACC. Sometimes you can be a little bit more forgiving and even be like an 8-10 and 10 team in the ACC and get in if you schedule smartly in the non-conference schedule.
0: Yeah, and they lost to Seton Hall in, in Madison Square Garden that denied them an opportunity to play somebody better uh, in that next game. And so that you know, that also hurt their schedule. Maybe they were counting on winning one game there and playing somebody uh, better. But, yeah, it's not like football where, you know, Weaver set up the model where you play one good team and the rest is just who cares. You know, it's just a bunch of crap that you can bring in and, and uh, you know, just serve, use uses cannon fodder for you. Um, that, it doesn't work that way in basketball. you gotta, you got to play some people um now it's going to work this year because they're going to get in it's going to be the first time since Dell uh, curry was on the roster that they that made it in back-to-back years so it's a significant achievement uh, that they've, they've accomplished this season um what's interesting before we move on to, to the ACC tournament uh, what do you think of buzz williams stopping um the action there and uh, admonishing the, the students and to tell them to quit cussing quit cussing yeah
1: that was a that was a great moment that was a. Uh... I think somebody tweeted. I was like, oh, has anybody ever seen somebody grab the mic like that? And I, I tweeted back with the Sam Weish clip from <laughs> with the Bagels, which was great because he's like, If you see anybody out there throwing snowballs or whatever it is under the field, point them out. We'll get them out of here. This isn't Cleveland. (laughs) It's like, oh, that's – like if you're going to play to the sensibilities of the Cincinnati crown. You don't
0: live in Cincinnati. You live in Cleveland? Are you Uh, – I thought it was like – He was coaching the Bengals.
1: No, he was coaching the Bengals. I think he said this isn't Cleveland, and then it's kind of tough to make out what he said afterwards. But, uh, like, that's, like, the the great way to get the, the crowd pumped up. I thought Buzz would use that as a moment to sort of pump the crowd up, but it was just an admonishment. And just like, quit cussing and stop throwing stuff on the floor. And everybody's like, "Oh no!"
0: Yeah, I actually interviewed Sam Weiss before um, over the phone. He was coming into town to do uh, like one of those you know, sports club deals, and he was great. I asked him about the moment, of course, and, and that quote, and he's he's like, "Yeah, that's the best thing I ever did. Was you know that's what I'm known for now. He loves it. He embraces it. I, I think it was a big missed opportunity for Buzz to yell something funny." Or, you know, Greenberg did it and it worked. I can't remember if it was against North Carolina or Duke. It was against somebody, you know, some legendary coach who ended up not liking what Greenberg had done because he basically took the opportunity to hold a quick little pep rally for the crowd by at first admonishing them for throwing things and then just screaming, we need you behind us, not doing this, you know, and all this. And it was like, it was like everyone was like, ah, it was more of a like a stunned, like a little golf clap, you know, after Buzz uh, said. Yeah.
1: I thought it, I thought he was gonna take the moment to be like, don't throw anything on the court, no matter how bad the officiating is. Like, it was low key, like a good, like a sly way of icing the free throw shooter because it's like they had to stop the game briefly and like it takes the the shooter out of rhythm. I think it, whoever was it, Allen, that was at the line. I think he missed one of them or so. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, no, no, that was a that was a funny moment, and I'm sure. People have the t-shirts out already, probably selling that, I and mean, that's going to be like a moment. I mean, if they lost the game, it wouldn't have been, but they won the game, and they came back to win after that moment, so people are going to tie it to that. I have seen that t-shirt, and it has Quit Cussing on it, and it also has a bunch of
0: BS word on it, Like, so I don't, I don't really understand what the, what they were going for there. They've
1: got BS words? The, you know, the, the BS, BS word, word that they were chanting, Oh, oh. the, 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 oh.
0: the, or the fans oh. were chanting. It actually has that word all over the quit cussing shirt as well.
1: So so there's cussing on the quit cussing <laughs> shirt.
0: They cranked it out quick, man. We're we gonna, gonna sell, sell these t-shirts for well, five dollars. Um, well, it you know it's it's, it's interesting because you think okay, you beat Duke. There's only one game left on Virginia Tech's schedule. You probably know what what seed they're gonna be or roundabout what seed they're gonna be in the ACC tournament. But well, that ain't the case, man. They're, they they could be anything from three to nine in this tournament in New York next week. And, uh, you know, a lot depends on what happens tonight. Uh, we're taping this on Wednesday. So, you know, Florida State and Clemson play tonight. That, that you know, Florida State were to lose that game, that would ensure that uh, Tech finishes nowhere than eighth in the seeding. We know they get that first bye uh, because it's only the 10 through 14 – or 10 through 15, I guess it is, uh, that actually plays that first day, that Moribund Tuesday. Is that of, Tuesday that yeah. they do that on? Nobody wants to cover those games. No. And you know, here's what's funny is that all the writers will write, oh, the ACC tournament is dead. Look at this. It's no good anymore. There'd be nobody there nobody in Greensboro. Nobody cares. Yeah. yeah, nobody cares. Wait, Wait till Friday. The before. Les
1: Robinson Memorial game, the 8-9 the game that they used to play, uh, that one was not well attended. Let's just put it that way, even when it was close to some of those schools that were playing in that game.
0: Well, I'm getting to take, take a train a- on Monday to my favorite uh, city in the world,
1: New York. New York. You, you pumped for this one?
0: Well, I'm a little more excited than last year, only because last year we stayed in Brooklyn, and Brooklyn is New Jersey, basically. Uh, I spent a lot of time in New Jersey, having been a, a degenerate gambler who goes to Atlantic City every year. But, I mean, Brooklyn was trash on the streets, and I know you were like, it's, it's the hipster
1: culture there, place. man. It's just, it's got to get with it. Got to get with arena, some of the grime. The is
0: nice. I mean, it's very nice. Uh, the setup there is fine for coverage and all that, but. Um, the actual city, the, the part of the city, the borough, I guess you'd say, is not attractive. There's not anything to do. Uh, even the pizza that I got last year that was supposed to be where Big Daddy was filmed, the pizza was, you know, whatever. The Sparrow. better at Sal's here. Uh, in, in, know, nothing against Sal's. It's Sal's is amazing. Um, and if you want to sponsor the show, just give us a call. But, you know, it, we're staying in, in Manhattan this year.
1: Okay, that's that's a major step up,
0: you know. Memorial, so um, I'm excited about that because I can maybe take a train over to Central Park.
1: You're not you're not far from like Wall Street and stuff down there.
0: I'm interested in seeing some of the sites uh, that that I was not able to see. I saw Dunkin' Donuts last year. That was kind of neat.
1: You saw one Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) That was the highlight of your trip to Brooklyn.
0: I, mean, I, I don't feel like you're getting the stores. full cultural
1: experience of going up to New York. You're like, whoa! It was Went to a Dunkin' Donuts. That was pretty sweet.
0: There was liquor stores, stores pawn shops, and Dunkin' Donuts. That was that was, and rats, giant giant subway rats.
1: Eating pizza? Uh,
0: no, just in subway. Oh, just just end this up. Just I chilling. I wrote a blog post about that because uh, nobody seemed to. I was like. This, this, this rat was, was bigger, bigger than a beaver, beaver okay? okay, It was, it was like, like a, a giant, giant rat And it, it was just crawling around and, and it wanted, wanted us to, to notice it And, and I did. did I was, I was like, like look, look at that thing, thing. And everybody yeah. around me is just like, well, whatever It's looking, a rat their
1: It's part of the natural habitat here But,
0: but that's, that's so, so big, 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 big And, and nobody cared, cared. Um, The ACC tournament Has one more year in Brooklyn And then it heads to Charlotte next year So it'll be back sort of On Tobacco Road there, but um, I don't know. I mean, I I think you know the the Big Ten is playing at uh, uh, Madison Square Garden this week, and I think that's right.
1: Terps, Badgers, we're going head to head here, direct competition. Somebody flip on the lights, on and off the lights. Well, I'm excited as just a a fan that I get, you know,
0: we get to watch those games and they don't collide with the games that we're actually covering. That's true. Yeah, but the coaches in the Big Ten hate. Uh, they, they're not they going to have yeah, this The, the commissioner's, commissioner's already said, I'm not doing this game Well, they
1: condense the schedule to get it done early, and then they're going to play this game. They're going to sit there for a week before the NCAA tournament. That seems kind of weird. Like in the past, I always thought it was weird that they would go up all the way up to like Sunday afternoon with the championship game. It's like, how do you turn around a couple of days later? and Like aren't you exhausting your very best teams? But this almost seems like it's too much time off uh, between the end of the season when you play in the tournament because you're just going to be sitting there. Like that, You get cold I mean it's not It's not like baseball Where if you sit there For a week Like you've lost everything But right. basketball that, That's a
0: pretty long break Alright let's move To our regional site rankings For the NCAA tournament I think This is a, a real service To the fans But what we're really doing here Is talking about Which would be the best For a reporter to go and This is comment. purely
1: selfish This is not This is not a service To the fans By any stretch Aaron has mapped out The closest gambling locations To all of these sites <laughs> don't, don't, don't fall for his act here. Like, oh, we're doing this for you guys. This is for us.
0: Okay. We don't have to go through the whole list, but I'll read you the whole list so you, you know where they are. These are all possibilities for Virginia Tech. Pittsburgh, Wichita, Dallas, Boise, Charlotte, Detroit, Nashville, San Diego. Uh, interesting.
1: What's your first choice?
0: My first choice is Nashville. Nashville. I'd like to go to Nashville. The, the gambling quotient there is not good. Uh, but I am okay with that. You know, you one thing about NCAA tournaments is you don't really have the gambling time that you might at a bowl game or something like that. Like it's it's not uh, as big of a deal because it's hard to get away from the coverage because you want to see the games. You know, you don't blow off any of the games because it's fun and and you want to watch all of them but it. But isn't it one day on and one day off? There is there, there is a, yeah, but the the, the day, day off is you know the interviews and you're writing something. You know, looking ahead to the following day. Um, and I'm sure this year we'll probably do some other bells and whistles and videos and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, no, you, you'll find time. I found time in Buffalo, uh,
1: and it went well. Um, you don't find time; you make time. That's right. yeah. Let's be honest.
0: But Nashville's a cool town. You, you and I. Oh, have Nashville's talked. great. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't imagine that would be uh, a place I wouldn't want to go. Uh, and it's, it's drivable. Um, which I like. I don't. I, if I can avoid a plane, I will. Uh, especially this time of year when weather can be dicey. Second, Second I'd go Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Now that's
1: you know that's... that them I mean, at the casinos like right downtown. Problem. Yeah, Although where's, city, the, where's the where's the basketball arena there? I've never. I don't covered a basketball game. You know there. I
0: don't know if it's in that same. It's, old, area I don't think it's downtown or not not down by the Heinz Field area. Well, if it's not, that would be a problem because Pittsburgh one thing we love, but you and I both love that. town.
1: do they do it where the penguins play? Maybe
0: Because that's like across the bridge downtown, I
1: think okay if they do they st- I can't remember if they built a new stadium there or not it's been so long since I've been up there. I, I've never covered a basketball game there, so I'm not sure.
0: The problem with Pittsburgh is it's not, you know, the casino there is not a Caesars property. So uh, I don't have carte blanche to walk around like a a diamond member and and get free ales and all that stuff. But uh, this is
1: your drawback. You'd still go there, though. I'd still go. Oh, yeah.
0: You know that. Um, And then once you get beyond that, you know, I think Charlotte's out because I think UVA is going to be there. And uh, who wants to go to Charlotte again? And there's going to be a ton of ACC teams there, so I don't there think are
1: enough events, you know, football-wise, that you go down there for. The, the ACC tournament's going to be there in the future. You don't go to Charlotte for this trip. No. That, that'd be one that would just be like, eh. I mean, it, I like Charlotte, Charlotte's a fun place to go to. But if you go there so often, you want to get a new experience. This would not be
0: high on my list. Yeah, I just yeah. spent a. a like four days there for NASCAR stuff. Uh, so that Detroit's got to be way down there. Detroit's, Detroit's way down, although cold. there is a Caesar's property right across uh, the border into Canada, Caesar's Windsor. Um, Boise is a lovely
1: city. I would not want to go there this time of year for an NCAA tournament. Like I, I've been to a bowl game there, and it was beautiful country. I was so sick when I went up there, just like had a, the worst cold uh, possible when I was up there. But it, it, Boise is a lovely place. I just wouldn't want to go there in
0: you know, early March. No. Uh, or, or, Dal- Mid-March, whenever that is. Dallas is a fun town, and you can get flights there, I think, fairly easily. You can find stuff to do in Dallas. No
1: matter what you want to do, you can find it to do. One that would be intriguing to me would be San Diego. I've never been to San Diego. Nor have I. I could do 70 degrees and sunny any day of the week. <laughs> That'd be pretty nice. Uh, Wichita, I am indifferent. I've never been to Wichita. I've never been to Kansas. Uh, that's one state I haven't been able to cross off my list: Kansas and Missouri. For some reason, like just have never had. Never a been to Missouri. To... No, I've never been to Missouri. Wow. it's weird. I've, I've been to I think every state surrounding that now, uh, except maybe Oklahoma. I don't think I've been to Oklahoma either. But yeah, for some reason, like that center Central Plains area, I just haven't been to those states.
0: Well, I took the gambling across the country tour this year with my family. We started at Cherokee, North Carolina. We stayed at Harris Prop Caesar's properties in in. in it's North Carolina and Louisville, and then we went, made all our way down to uh, Omaha. Stayed at Caesars property there, uh, so I paid. No, I didn't pay a dime for lodging the entire time. And we went to a, a family reunion, a McFarling family reunion in Omaha, Nebraska. Was this trip called Bets Across
1: America? <laughs> it was a blast. Was dropping <laughs> bets every 500 yards. Coming back, we stayed in Louisville
0: again at the Caesars, uh, or at the Horseshoe, I guess it is. But uh, it was. It was, it was not, not as fun cuz you, you were on your you know you're on your way home and you just want to get home by that point you know yeah
1: but but you gambled nonetheless kids were still oh, stopping to gamble yeah,
0: yeah they, they liked, liked me there, there at, at uh,
1: Kids, yeah. I'll, be, I'll be real quick. you going 500 on black,
0: <laughs> red. All right. get on the road again. Here we go. All those things that Joy Behar did not like about me in New Orleans, they love about me in Louisville. I've got energy. I've got, I'm a fun you got juice. Yeah, i got some juice to, to the craps table up there. Um, and had some, some, had some success, success. at that, that place. place. Didn't it have any success, success in Omaha. In
1: Omaha. So okay. Nashville, Pittsburgh, <laughs> your top
0: two. Yeah, yeah. my <laughs> last last what, what would
1: be your third pick?
0: Uh, third pick would probably be San Diego. I think that'd be really cool. And then maybe Dallas after that.
1: I think I'd go Nashville, number one. Yeah. I I'd go San Diego, number two, and then Pittsburgh, number three.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, Pitt, there's, there's a familiarity with Pitt. Yeah, um, I mean, we're going there next year for football. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking so, forward to it. That'll be fun. I mean, I always like
1: that trip, but it, it'd be nice to see something new. You're right, though. The flights are just a pain, yeah. especially in a tournament uh, setting like this. It's like, how do you do the flight? Do you, do you make the flight for Sunday? trying to guess if they're going to win oh, right, right. or do you do you make it open-ended to try to do it, then it's a, a really expensive situation. Yeah. Uh, that wouldn't be fun. I drove to
0: Buffalo last year because my flight got canceled uh, because it was snowing. It was a blizzard in, in Buffalo. And oh, that's right. I, and I had to stop in, uh, what was it, Altoona, Pennsylvania, because I couldn't drive any further because the snow was so bad. And then I actually had to drive up the day of the game for their game against Wisconsin, and then they lost. So it was like turn around the next
1: day. Risking your life driving through the rural Pennsylvania area to get up to, to Buffalo. And, like, of course,
0: UVA went to Orlando. <laughs>
1: that was a nice, nice contrast there. It's like. Uh, where do you want to like for somebody who covers both the teams? Doesn't Barber didn't he have the choice of where he wanted to go? I think, think I went. was given
0: the choice too, and I said, "Look, let's go. You know, let's let's let's, let's do tech." I mean, Look at tech, you're a man of prin-
1: you're a man of principle. If you went up there and you're like, "No, I'm sticking with the Hokies. I'm going to go cover the this team up there. I'm going to risk my life driving through Altoona. Maybe see the Altoona Curve Stadium before you go up there."
0: Well, I hit the Buffalo Casino on the way out of town. I was like, "I'm going to play for an hour, see how it goes." Hour turned into three. Because it was going so well. And when I called my wife and told her I was going to be a little later, she was like, well, that sucks. And I was like, well, here's why. And I told her, I think it was like 1200 or something. which And bought her a bottle of wine and stuff and everything was, was fine. It's do you only tell her a about problem the time, if you lose. I was going to say, do you tell her about
1: the times that you do I remember we were going up to Purdue. It was you and Nathan Waters and myself. We were driving up there. We stopped at Charleston on the way up there. You're like, all right, I'm going to get a quick gambling session in here. Like Nathan and I were off, like reading the newspaper in the other play. Like thirty minutes later, you come back up, like let's go. <laughs>
0: like, I lost
1: all my money right I think away. It was even less than
0: time than that. I think I dropped like three hundred yeah. or something, and I was like, oh, that's enough.
1: The Charleston, West Virginia, like late morning on a <laughs> Friday or whatever it was, we were driving off. It's like that is a sad crowd in there. That is
0: not a. Uh, well, I've oh, been the guy. The dank.
1: That is a dank group there.
0: They're not even a. They're a 24-hour casino, but they don't open their craps table until 11 a.m. And I've been the guy that at 10:59 is standing there waiting for them to open it, and they're like, "Sir, it'll be here the rest of the day." You know, you don't have to. St-. I'm like, I, I'm on a limited time here. I've got a, you know, only so much time. Um, all right, let's talk combine. Well, do we want to look at their uh,
1: their uh, seating? For some of the Yeah, yeah. what were the here? bracketologists
0: saying? You got that. Point. Joe
1: Lenardi has them as an eight seed in the Midwest, playing Missouri, the nine seed. The one seed in that group is Xavier.
0: Where, where is the the regional are they playing?
1: That one would be Pittsburgh.
0: Okay.
1: Joe Lenardi has them as an eight seed, playing Villanova, uh, Middle Tennessee State, or Middle Tennessee. I guess they dropped the state. Uh, an eight-nine matchup. Uh, Villanova is the one seed in the East. That is also in Pittsburgh. So you got two Pittsburghs there. I think like it, it would be key for this team to get that like seven seed. Just get off that eight nine line because I, I don't think you want to play one of those top four right away. I mean I, I know you see one seeds lose all the time, but man, you look at some of the second line on the stuff. I mean, you know the one seeds in these projections: Virginia, Kansas, Xavier, Villanova. Uh, Xavier's probably the one sort of oddball team in there. Kansas and Villanova won national championships. Virginia has been up there before. Xavier, very, I mean, excellent program. I just, it's just not one that you come to mind and go, oh, that's a one seed. The two seeds, Cincinnati, Purdue, Michigan State, and Duke, and I guess Duke could change. But, I mean, you've already beaten Duke. You're not going to play Duke. They wouldn't, they wouldn't have an ACC matchup that early. But I just think that there's such a difference between being on that one, and playing that one seed in that second round, that two seed, where I think the the upset potential is a lot greater if you can be that seven and get to that
0: second-round matchup. Well, another thing is the one seed basically gets a bye I mean, for all intents and purposes. We all know a 16 never beaten a one. I, was, I covered that Virginia game against Coastal Carolina where Coastal Carolina led as a 16 seed uh, late, and it was a few years ago. Um, but Virginia ended up winning. But if it goes the way it normally goes – you you win by thirty, you can rest your players. Yeah, you're really ready game. to play that eight nine game the next time because you're finally playing somebody that can beat you or at least give you a game. Uh, the two the two fifteens. I mean, we've seen those. You know, come to the wire. We've seen two seats lose. It's possible um, to even you know find yourself playing the fifteen seed if you if you are a seven ten uh, victor. So. I, yeah, yeah, but it's a
1: red-hot 15 seed, if that's the case. <laughs> that's true. You're playing like – Cinderella. Well, you're playing Florida Gulf Coast or whatever. Didn't they beat Georgetown to 15? They did. They did. Uh, wasn't was Norfolk State to 15 did. when I, they I, beat – was it Missouri? I can't remember who they beat. I was, I was
0: there for there. that, though. I remember them winning that game. That was a really cool cool sight to see that upset.
1: I don't think they advanced past the second round, but Florida Gulf Coast made a little run there, I thought.
0: Yeah, yeah they, got, they got at least to the Sweet, Sweet 16, 16, maybe, maybe. maybe yeah. even farther, maybe Elite eight. I know they didn't get to Final Four, but – the bottom
1: line is it doesn't. It, it, big picture, you're gonna play somebody good eventually. So I, I guess all this hand wringing about where you are and stuff like that is not gonna matter that much. I mean, it comes down to whatever matchup you get, and it comes down to how well you play in a certain. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna hit somebody in the tournament that's good eventually, so you might as well play them early.
0: Yeah, I mean, what you don't want is what you had last year, which is you know you, you were a nine seed, but you were you were the biggest underdog among the eight nine games. Uh, the, the four eight, eight nine games. I mean, you played a team that was under in in Wisconsin, and you were a five point dog in that game. That's not what you want if you're Virginia Tech. Um, if you you know if you're in that seven ten game, you're probably you know better off than you would have been last year. When you know even if you're the ten seed, you'd be better off than you were, you were last year when you were a five point dog in that first game. So uh, it'll be interesting. I I think I might be on a train. When the selections are unveiled, because the, the tournament, the ACC tournament ends on Saturday, um, and I, you know, I feel like UVA has a pretty good shot of still being there. On Saturday. That's true. Yeah, I forgot. Um, you're, they get you're there a double by. You know, they've been great all year. They're number one team in the country. So you gotta assume you'll probably be there for the duration. Maybe Tech to make a run. We'll talk next week. You and I will get together on the phone, see how my New York trip is going, um, and talk and break down the seatings in the bracket once we know exactly who's playing who.
1: I'm just picturing your trip being like Homer in New York, like everything will go wrong. crap like, You'll be like driving a car with a broken windshield and these garbage bags are falling into your face and stuff. And that's I told you that's before, Aaron in New York.
0: I've told you before I don't get as intimidated anymore by the big cities as I used to because of Google Maps that has been a godsend for me. I know I can wander around and I can find my way back to my hotel with no problems.
1: You just hold your phone up in front of you and you walk around like a tourist just like yeah.
0: pretty uh, much That'll go over well in New, New York, <laughs> yeah. Pikachus. Uh, Pikachus. but uh, yeah, it's it's it is, it is nice because cute. you you know you don't want to have to ask people for directions in the big city. Then you just, you know, they're going to yell at you. I'm just scared. I I'm, I'm really shy when it comes to talking to, you know, the locals. You know, I just—it's—it's I so it's how, how they I would feel, feel if they came, came to Bottineau County, County and drove and in my neighborhood. neighborhood. They'd be like, "Well, I don't belong here. I don't fit I'm in here. here." You've got your shotgun on the yeah, front porch. Exactly. You're like, "Get yeah. out of my cul-de-sac!" <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, All right let's talk combine. combine. You you teased you get excited for it earlier. <laughs> yeah, I really <laughs> talked it up, didn't I? Um, what do um, you what do you want to say about the combine? In in the
1: past, I have. I don't want to say like overtreated or, you know, kind of blew up what the combine meant and stuff. But the more and more that you follow this stuff, I feel like the less and less the stuff on the field matters at the combine. It's like, oh, they run and jump so fast. And this guy ran so fast and jumped so great. He's definitely going to be a top pick. And then those guys don't necessarily turn out to be top picks. I mean, remember last year, Bucky Hodges? Yeah and how great he did at the Combine. He's setting records for his position group and stuff like this, and he still ends up being a sixth-round pick, and he doesn't make a roster. You know, Logan Thomas a couple years ago was like, oh, man, you know, I've got questions about his quarterback skills, but then he goes out there and he's amazing in the Combine and, you know, maybe some foreshadowing to him being a tight end later on in his career, but it didn't help him that much in the draft process. He's still in the fourth round, which was probably a little bit too high still didn't to become an NFL quarterback so I, I just think you know it's the underwear Olympics that's what everybody jokes about at this point but it's just so much gets put on this what's this guy going to lift and what's he going to run it's like well how does he play football because that's sort of the important part and uh, you know the, the most important part of the whole combine process I think is sort of unseen by fans because it's these guys talking to general managers and it's talking to scouts and stuff and uh, they sort of get a sense of your personality and how you go about your business that way. Uh, you know, I think guys will move up draft boards more with that than based on what they jump in the vertical or what their shuttle time is. Maybe 40 time is different because if you can exhibit like a 4-2 speed, people are going to take notice. People are going to draft you really high. But again, that doesn't always turn to instant success. Who was that guy that that ran a really fast 40 time a couple years ago? Uh it's like uh, John Ross or something. It's a receiver from Washington, uh, who I think the Bengals took, and he really hasn't done much in his career as a receiver. So sometimes I think we make too much out of the the running and jumping and all the different skills they do. And, and more of it is just kind of talking to these guys and getting to know what their their
0: personality is like. Which Hokie that has been invited to this? Do you think has the best? Uh, you know, who's going to help themselves the most with their talking? Do you think
1: Brandon Fazen. Yeah. I sit down and talk to that kid for 10 minutes and tell me he doesn't have his head screwed on straight. I mean, he's, he talked to him, he's like, oh, I want to be a doctor, and it's not like some outlandish pipe dream. You're like, no, this guy really could be a doctor. Like, he's smart. He gets all this stuff. I think uh, any team that talked to him would come away impressed. Uh, Not not to say that they wouldn't be impressed with the other guys, but he's just one that anytime I talk to him, I'm like, he sounds like a smart guy when you're talking to him. And he he certainly backs that up and and did this entire time at Virginia Tech in the classroom.
0: All right, let's Let's look at those coaching coaching tandems because that was an interesting blog post you had that you just – who was it that did? It was Athlon. Athlon, okay. They ranked the top coaching coaching tandems, basketball and football, football in the ACC, ACC, and uh, Tech was – Viewed pretty favorably there. Wasn't
1: number two behind Duke, uh, Krzyzewski and Cutcliffe, uh, Fuente and Buzz Williams. Number two, number three, Davo Swinney and Brad Brownell at Clemson. Number four, Roy Williams, Larry Fedora, North Carolina. Five, Mark, Rick, Jim, and Nega, or Larian Yega, now that he's in Miami. Uh, they did six, have the teal day, didn't they? Uh, they
0: did. I saw, I saw an in India there. in there.
1: Did they, I didn't put it on my blog post because I don't know how to do that. No. So I got uh, yelled, I yelled
0: at by a reader once for that. Not, Not for Lariannega, but, but for another, another player who had that minor league. league. Probably. On the and Salem just, they, they just, you know, a, a really angry screed against me that, uh, you know, you know you, your computer can make that, you should, make, you should use it. Does oh, it that you different? didn't use it, and they yelled at you. Yeah, it. I just used an N, you know, and it was like. Well, I think
1: sometimes, uh, like, when you do that online, like, if the website doesn't recognize it, it comes out as some sort of weird character. So I think that's why they have not done this. Like, resume. I don't think we put the accents over resume or haven't in the past. I think you can now with our current system, but I think past ones have kind of screwed that up and comes out as some sort of hieroglyphics or something like that. So that that is the reason why, angry reader, or, or the fact that you just forgot to do it.
0: I don't know how. I don't know how. That's the real That's reason. also a good reason. I, haven't, uh, I didn't Google it. So. Number two, Virginia Tech. Is that too high? I don't, I don't think, think so. so I mean I agree with number, number one. one I mean how do you go against the coach K and, and yeah, how do you how go you against Cutcliffe and what he's done and, and sort so of just his reputation as a quarterback whisperer and everything else uh, I think that's a fair number one yeah, I, guess I guess the only the question, I question I would have is maybe swapping Clemson with Virginia Tech exactly. I think Clemson's pretty good with Swinney and well, but Swinney is
1: so far and above the other football coaches right now. But Brownell, Brownell have they even made the Brownell tournament
0: prior a, to this year? He's, he's very, very well, respected. well respected. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they were, were good not good now, long ago. Or in Cle- Clemson Clemson made his early Clemson tournament? really? Pretty, pretty sure, night. yeah. you, All right. you done, keep They talking. were, they were bad up. last year. They were very bad last year. And Buzz, in fact, mentioned uh, Brownell after the after Tech beat Clemson earlier this month. You know, just talking about how he handled that whole situation last year where they weren't any good. Um, well, they, well, they
1: wanted—they essentially wanted to fire him for Will Wade. Like, if they had gotten Will Wade, they would have fired him. And Will Wade's like, yeah. no. Like, we're 100% behind Brad Brownell. It's like, oh, that's going to feel comforting if you're Brownell.
0: I, I like. I mean, I, I think he's a, he's a solid coach. I mean, in what you eight, this is his you said last week. What do you expect from Clemson? You know right. I mean?
1: This is his eighth year at Clemson, and they have made one NCAA okay. tournament. Maybe I've over in the very first year.
0: I know, you know they've beaten they Tech in some, some some of those, those big games, games down, down the stretch. You know that was one of the bane's to to Greenberg's existence was losing to Clemson either there or here.
1: He finished tied for fourth in the ACC in his first season. Has never been higher than sixth okay. since then.
0: Maybe my my impression of him was colored by hey first year coach doing really well. I here here is a
1: tandem I think could be higher is Miami. Yeah, they got them five Mark Richt and Larinaga and. Yeah, Rick never won a national championship. In Georgia. He still has like a seventy-four percent winning percentage in his career, and it's not like three seasons. I mean, he's been doing it for almost two decades now. Uh, carried over that success to Miami uh, after departing Georgia pretty amicably. I mean, I, I know there was, yeah, you know, it was time to make a change and stuff like that. But it's not like I don't think he's held hard feelings after that. Laronega took George Mason to a Final Four. Miami's been pretty good Since he's been down there I think they, this will be The fourth year in seven That they're going to make The uh, NCAA tournament uh, That seems a little bit More accomplished Than Fuente and Buzz In you know my That's a
0: good point uh, Laren Yeager got a big win Last night With that uh, last second shot uh, Against North Carolina Which did it count <laughs> Let's go to the replay Are you serious with that? Replay officials now I I guess guess what they were actually actually looking looking at at is whether there should should be like a you know point two seconds left on the clock or something when the ball goes through the hoop but you can see in real time that that thing was clearly uh, you know gotten away with like 1.2 or 1.3 seconds left and it clearly goes through the hoop after the buzzer after the lights come on I like, like and then you, you come out you have the you have the, the Miami players stream, stream out onto the court and do their, their celebration. celebration and oh no hold on hold on don't, don't celebrate, celebrate yet because we have to look at this. this. It it just, just it just takes, takes everything away, away from from, from that, that moment. moment. Or not, not everything, everything, but it takes takes a lot out of that moment.
1: We should have a sponsored portion of each podcast where Aaron goes off on his rant of the week about instant replay. Either and replay how it's ruined his
0: ruined sports for him in general. Replay or New York, one or the other. we could just alternate. We can get some music. That'd be good. <laughs> should make it up. Welcome to New York. I, I can get, get my cell phone, phone to play, play that. And, and There we go. I think we just found our next segment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, who's last on that coaching <laughs> tandems list? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh.
1: Patrick, Pat Narduzzi and Kevin <laughs> Stallings. <laughs> you think Narduzzi is like, come on, I'm saddled <laughs> with this guy over here. They're going to go 0-18 at and and, uh, ACC play this year. Like. Like, give me somebody. Like, when they had Jamie Dixon there, Jamie Dixon and Pat Narduzzi is a pretty good duo, I think. they at least be in the middle. But <laughs> everything Pat Narduzzi does, it's just like, I've got this anchor over here to carry me down. Like, come on, man. You guys hired Kevin from the office to be the, the head coach here. that's killing us. You know what it's like? It's like
0: when you had chemistry class and they'd pair you up with somebody. And whoever got paired up with me in chemistry probably felt like... Poor our doozy dust. You got this rube over like, here. Look at this rube, he's gonna blow something up. I was not a good science guy. I was a good math guy. English guy. I was fine. You were the
1: Mr. Borophyll, Chlorophyll guy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I
0: liked I like physics. Physics was math, essentially. All right, let's get to our reader questions of the day. Andy, I'll start. This first one we have is from Isaac, uh, a VT graduate from 2001. Do you do guys think, think the performance of Chris Clark, Clark at the end of the Duke game will be the moment, moment in his career that elevates his game to another level? level. Hashtag Hokies love the podcast. Uh, what, what do you, do you think? think?
1: I don't know if there's ever like a moment where all of a sudden you know, he played well in this one stretch and all of a sudden he's going to be this great player beyond that, but it, it was, I'm sure it would help from a confidence standpoint uh, for him to, to make those plays at the end. Uh, he's always an interesting guy. Like, I kind of, you know, before the podcast we were kind of talking about this, I kind of liken him to Deron Washington where he's just sort of that energy guy. That's, uh, you know, maybe his game isn't always pretty or maybe he's not going to be like the, you know, 25-point scorer shooting from, you know, beyond the arc and stuff like that, but he's going to get points, he's going to get rebounds, he's going to energize the crowd, and you need somebody like that on a team. Uh, the sort of uh I don't don't want to call him a glue guy necessarily But an energy guy like that You need somebody like that that can kind of get you pumped up When maybe the team uh, Things aren't working in a conventional sense On the floor Yeah, Greenberg used to
0: call Washington Their energizer bunny And that is Clark's role as well I've been watching Clark pretty closely This year because his scoring numbers are down Um, He has 11 double-doubles in his career He only has one This year and then the points are usually what's missing. I've noticed that he, when he drives into the lane, it seems like he's always looking to dish. And this is a good team to dish, you know, kick, kick out to because they can drain three-pointers. And that's a, certainly a valuable uh, skill that he has to be able to make those passes. But I liked what I saw at the end of that game where instead of doing that, he was attacking the rim. And I think part of that was just, well, we don't have a lot of time to waste here. I'm just going to go in and, and, and finish. And he's capable of going in and finishing. He's not the greatest ball handler in the world. Uh, he doesn't always look pretty. But, man, he can finish around the rim, and I'd love to see him look for those opportunities more often. When Chris Clark is good, this team is much better. Um, he's one of the few people uh, on this team. Uh, obviously, Blackshear is the, the kind of the lone, real post player they have. But Clark can go up and, and get rebounds. He can go up and out-leap out uh, big players, that, that, that are on all these and other teams, teams and, and, and tech, tech needs that. that. Um, and, and so, yeah, yeah I, I don't yeah, know that it's a, a seminal moment in his career that, that you you know, it's gonna uh, vault him to, to big things, but I think, think you're right. right. I think that the confidence level, confidence level could go back up, up and maybe, maybe we'll see a little bit, bit more of the Chris Clark that we saw before the injury last year. Uh, you uh, you want to do the
1: second, second question? question? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take this one at the end. Cody Morton, Cody J. Morton, if the basketball and football teams continue to see the success that they are currently having, do you think that it will have any substantial impact on Hokie Club members uh, slash donor amounts? I think success always helps. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot easier to sell to this team than it was when they were finishing in last place every year when James Johnson was the coach. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it helps to a certain point, but... Uh, there's only so much it does. And, I mean, I think if Virginia Tech is, is a tournament team, every time from now on going forward, I don't think that's going to automatically mean that they're going to draw in money like Texas does or something like that. There's still going to be that ceiling uh, in terms of how much people will donate uh, to the Hokie Club. and uh, I think it's, it, it certainly helps to get the fan base excited. Uh, the more excited they are about these teams, the, the more donors they're going to get. Uh, the more money that you get out of that. But I I don't know if it's going to be this really radical uh, turnaround in terms of the Hokie Club. I mean, the football team has made a turnaround, and it hasn't seen this just explosion in Hokie Club membership. I mean, there's been a little bit of an improvement, but that's been, I think, more of a fact that they've focused on it more than than anything.
0: Well, I know when we've talked about the drive for 25 in the past, you've mentioned that, look, they don't want just people to get – to make to donations, donations so, they so they can get, get better seats or, or things like that. that. They, they want, want people to just donate for the goodness of the program. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I but do think there is there is a correlation between, between going to games, games and, and feeling a bigger connection, connection to uh, the program. program? So, so what I mean right is, is like you I mean, know if, if you're, you're, you're winning you're still going to be drawing well. I think in this in this era if you're not winning your your football stadium might might start to have some very large swaths of silver bleacher exposed. And, yeah. the, you and, you know, know it's, it's hard, hard to create, create a connection with a team, team when you're not at the, at the games themselves. It's right? like
1: Virginia recently. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. their attendance is way down from what it was. Well, on a, on a small, small level, ago. I mean, yeah, I, was I was just, just over at the with Berkman, Berkman, Center Berkman
0: Center talking with the, the, you know, the Rail Yard Dogs guys. guys. and Their attendance is actually up this year. They're in their second year. You would have thought their first year would have been the one where all the excitement and all that, but they sucked. I mean, they were terrible. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't make the playoffs. This year they're winning games and people are coming out. And all of, all of a sudden, you're seeing a, a, a stronger stars, uh, connection uh, between uh, team and team fan. And, and I and think, I that, think that, that can only help uh, the, the Hokie Club donations. But I think we both agree that that drive for 25, is, 25 is very ambitious. And we're, we're not sure, sure they'll, they'll ever get there. there but it certainly certain reached for the stars and maybe you hit a clown, right? That's the old saying. Is that how it goes? Something like
1: that. I like that. I thought it was shoot for the moon and you'll always be among the stars or something like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, Which which team, this is from Jared Jared Crouch, which team, team, basketball basketball or football, football do you think will achieve more in the next next few years, Andy?
1: I think it's still football. I mean, that's where most of the resources at Virginia Tech go to. Uh, It's a team that has had that success before. So there's sort of that baseline level expectation uh, that they're going to do that well. I don't think they're that far off from being sort of uh, a team that could accomplish something special in the ACC. And I think this year might be tough to do that, but as some of those initial Fuente recruits start to become older in the program, uh, maybe kind of close that gap of the the upperclassmen uh, production that might be there right now. Uh, I, I just think that football is always the avenue that's going to have more success. Now that's not that's not to downplay what Buzz Williams has done with the basketball program, because I mean this was a moribund program a couple years ago. I mean what was it? Three straight last place finishes four. in the A.C. Four straight. Last
0: three of, uh, the, the last, last year of Greenberg the and the three of of Johnson.
1: Okay. okay, was it? I thought Johnson was your two. Was Buzz's first year? Did they finish in the last place?
0: Yeah, yeah oh, excuse, excuse me. me, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, It's was, it was a it three, right. three, three coaches. coaches right? Yeah, right.
1: but the mess that he inherited, right. it was going to take a while to turn that around. Um, I mean, this is pretty good what they've done so far. They're getting the kind of recruits that they haven't gotten here uh, in a while. I know Greenberg recruited fairly successfully. I, I can't remember exactly how many sort of like top-tier guys they've Kenny got. Kenny Smith was a big, was a big one. one. Yeah. Um, I, can't I
0: can't remember who else It seems long. like Buzz
1: is in the contention for more of those guys now than, than maybe Greenberg was. Maybe I'm... Uh, misremembering uh, the the level of success that Greenberg had recruiting.
0: Well, I know I mean, the, last the last recruiting class, class that, Greenberg that Greenberg had. And, I mean, I mean that's, that's the reason Johnson got, got the job because he could, could keep, keep that, or he was. That's
1: always the worst reason yeah, to was, hire a coach.
0: Bad, bad, bad reason. reason. But, but yeah, yeah I, I, I'm, I'm actually, actually going to go, go. Yeah, I'm going to go with football, football too. And, and, and my reasoning, and I don't want to start rumors or anything because this is not based on anything. Uh, factual. This, this is just you know, know speculation. speculation. I, I, feel I feel like Fuente Fuente's more likely is more likely to stay around here for a long time than I, I think Buzz is. I not that uh, Buzz has his head I, on a swivel. I'm not I'm saying, saying that, but I, I just, just you know, know yeah, I, feel I feel like there's, there's more of a connection to, to the, the community, community here that Fuente has, has than, than Buzz does. And Buzz is you know he's beloved here. He's I think he's trying to do everything he can community wise. and uh, certainly, certainly, no criticisms no player, there, but, but I just feel, feel like if, if an offer came that he, he couldn't refuse, he'd, he'd take it. it. Do you, you get, get that, that sense, too? too?
1: I get that sense. Yeah. I, I think it also kind of relates to where in the pecking order in their respective sports Virginia Tech is. Yes. Yes. And, you know, Virginia Tech football is a pretty good job, That there aren't a lot better ones in the ACC, certainly. Uh, you know, nationally, I guess you could if you had an interest in going to the Southeast Conference uh, in terms of how much they pay and stuff like that. There are a lot of jobs that are better than the Virginia Tech one basketball-wise or historically have been that case. So, uh, just kind of looking at the the you know where those programs fit in the grand scheme of things. I, I think that plays into it too. Yeah, that's, that's
0: a really, really good point. point. All right, you uh, want to read, the, read next the next
1: one? one? Which, one, Which one, one are we going to? Should we do the Mike Reed one? Uh, yeah, let's do this. So, it says uh Mike Reed at Nice Soul 32. Nice. Nice. Uh, so, with you going to away games, bowl games, what are the best places to eat that you remember? Best fast food, best sit down, etc.
0: I think we're going to disappoint Mike, Mike Reed. Reed, don't, don't you? you? Oh yeah, Th- this, this we, we are, are we are chain guys.
1: Well, Aaron is a huge chain guy, and I kind of go along with it.
0: I don't know that oh, I'm a huge chain guy. I, like, yeah, I, like, I like, Texas like Texas Roadhouse. You've
1: spoken eloquently about your love of chains. It's usually when we're sitting at Texas Roadhouse. Or
0: what's, or what's that Mexican Munching
1: that on uh, peanuts and throwing the shells on the floor. On the border.
0: Dick's That's right. That's a good place. But I'm, but also, I'm also a big, big fan, fan of, of me any any Mexican, Mexican, you know, El Rodeo, Rodeo type of place it's you It's tough to screw that up. It is. And, and um, we've enjoyed many of enchilada and many a fajita in your case. On the road, on the road. Uh, in, terms in terms of like, like special, special places, places, you got yeah. any that, that, that come well, to mind? I wrote know? one
1: down. We went to in Ohio State the Thurman Cafe. You remember that before the, the, remember the game, that. they had those burgers that were just like enormous. And they also uh, had
0: a license bill, plate on the wall that said "D's, said D's Nuts." <laughs> Did that? Yes, that's I still have it on my phone. phone.
1: Obviously, you remember that part of that. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of places that we go where it's like, oh, that meal. We've been to Boston. We've had some good meals in Boston. Uh, there was one place we went to. Norm Wood always picks out the Boston. He usually finds a pretty good place. I think it was Grotto. It's like an Italian place that was pretty good. I forget where we went last year. That was a good one. I don't know, Boston has all sorts of places. tough to screw up a place when you're in Boston. But, like, we go to Miami, and we're not like, oh, we need to find out the place when we're down there. We just walk outside the hotel room and go to one of the 800 places along Ocean they're Drive. That yeah, they're, they're all good. <laughs> like we, we're not food snobs in that sense that we need to go to some special place. We're just like, no, nope, this is good. This is better than, you know, I'm getting seafood, and I can see the ocean. That, that's pretty good. That's got to be pretty fresh.
0: Uh, this now, next this question next is from McFarDog76 McFardog on Twitter. Uh, is this here?: don't you hate Ego New York too? <laughs> too?
1: <laughs> yes, it's the worst, McFarDog. Great point, McFarDog72. I don't know who that guy I is,
0: but man, he's. he's I like a New York. High.
1: I like New York. I will stand up for New York. Okay. I haven't been there in a while. Okay. It's been a minute since I've been up there. I need a reason to go up there. That's the thing. Is I don't want to go there and pay for it myself because I'm cheap. Uh, so I need some sort of sporting event as an excuse to go up there. And I don't cover basketball, so I'm never out there for that.
0: Okay. okay. Last, Last question. question. James, James Borden, Borden, at Borden, B-O-R-D-N-316 B-O-R-D-E-N, 316 on Twitter. On Twitter. What non- I, I pronounce that as 316. Okay. At Borden 316, yeah, like the, like the Bible verse. Like or the, Bible verse. the Stone
1: Cold Steve Austin okay. Same. What,
0: what non-conference, non-conference road trip, excluding UNLV and, UNLV and Hawaii, would you, you guys as beat writers like to like travel to? to?
1: You got one of mine? Yes. yes. I'm glad I put excluding you on video because he knows exactly what you're thinking and where you go.
0: And I know everyone thinking I would want to go. Like at like like Asheville would be fine with me because that's, that's really close, close to Cherokee. Cherokee. It's an hour from Cherokee. But I think, I think taking, taking gambling, gambling out of out it, it, I would, I would love, love to go to, go go to Montana. I've never, never been, been to the state of Montana. Montana. I've seen, I've seen pictures, pictures of, of Montana. Montana—it looks big sky country. I mean, it, it looks, looks like, like the exact South opposite of New York City. I mean, and it looks exactly like my paradise. There's there's a, there's a, a, a lake. lake. What's that, what's that, that lake? That lake Tahoe. Tahoe. There's, there's a casino a there. there. I, you know, Lake Tahoe and Nevada. Yeah, it's about an hour from Reno, I think. So if they played like Nevada Reno, and I could stay at Lake Tahoe. And gamble and there and, and, and hike, hike and fish and do everything outdoorsy, outdoorsy there. there. Man, that and would be amazing. What, what about you? You probably yeah, want to go to some, some big city, right? Yeah. Chicago or something.
1: I'd probably want to go to some West Coast city that LA, I haven't been to a lot, like Seattle. Like if they played at Washington or something like that, I think that'd be a fun trip. I've been to Seattle once before. I've never been there. After my freshman year of college, three of my friends and I went on this road trip uh, from Minneapolis. We drove basically due west all the way out to Seattle, down the coast, back through Las Vegas, and then, like, across Nebraska, and then so stuff coming there? back. It was 24 days that we were on the road. Oh, wow. awesome. So I've been to Montana, and it's great. Like, it's amazing. We stayed my friends, some friends of my parent, friends' parents of my, whatever. We stayed with some people that were out there in Montana, and they were, like, overlooking this huge valley that was apparently, like, the size of Rhode Island or something like that. <laughs> when you look at it, so sort are like, sitting on the deck, and there's no, like light pollution from cities and stuff so you can see every star in the sky there's no speed limits out there so there at least wasn't when we were out there so we got the minivan up to like 110 miles per hour and it was probably going to fall apart but i love all those western states like like you know i've been through south dakota wyoming i thought was amazing i, I didn't know that, i didn't know there was anything in wyoming but it was a really fun part of the trip we went to yellowstone and all that stuff so all that would be fun but i, I still think it'd be fun to go to like a city that I think Seattle's a really cool city. We stayed there for a day, I think, on that trip. Uh, I don't feel like I got the full Seattle experience, but I think that'd be a fun one. But you know, beyond that, I think going to some of these really cool stadiums in college football—like be, you—you've been to USC. I've never been out to to see Rose the Rose Bowl. Uh, you know, I i have never been in Looks Nebraska. Like
0: a big yeah, Wallace Wade. Yeah, there's that Doug Dowdy's
1: uh, review of the Rose Bowl. Uh, I think the Rose Bowl would be pretty cool. I think it would be cool to cover a Rose Bowl. Like, not like, oh, we're here for, uh, I guess you were out there for the UCLA game, not USC. That's in the Coliseum. Uh, I think it would be cool to see both those. But I think it would be really cool to see a Rose Bowl game uh, when it's the actual, like, Rose Bowl. Big Ten, Pac-12. Uh, you know, the stadium split with the different colors. Uh, I think it's a little bit different atmosphere than UCLA versus Virginia in early September. Certainly.
0: And, in and in Wisconsin, your alma mater, goes to the Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl quite frequently. Bowl. They
1: yeah. went back-to-back years when I was in college, and I didn't go either year. Money was a little tighter then. But, you know, now I look back and I'm like, man, I should have gone one of those years. I got to cover the team after that, my senior year of college, and they went to the Sun Bowl. So it's like, oh, man, you <laughs> get these back-to-back Rose Bowls, and then they go to the Sun Bowl.
0: Well, thanks for that that question, question, James, because now I really want to go to Montana. I want to figure out a way to do
1: that. Look up a casino. See where
0: you can stay for free. Yeah, well, I bet I could. Somewhere on the way out there. Well, that'll about do it. Let's let's end this thing on a prediction like we always do. Um, Andy, let's, instead of predicting who's going to win the ACC tournament, which we can do next week, um, let's predict what seed between 3 and 9, which are the possibilities, that Virginia Tech will earn for the ACC tournament. What
1: What are they right now? They're... Tied for sixth?
0: Yeah, yeah they, they lose, lose that tiebreaker. Tie so, so, so the, the season, season where they would be, they, they, they be, they be seventh. seventh.
1: They lose it, but they're in the tiebreaker with Miami, who they play. Right. So they could potentially – they've got really good tie – I mean, they beat NC State, Clemson, North Carolina, Duke, and Virginia, all the teams ahead of it. Uh, I don't know if that's ever been done before. I actually think that might have been a question that I didn't have on, uh, from a reader that was on there because I didn't know the answer to that and I wasn't quite sure how to look that up. Oh, uh, yeah, without yeah, just going through Twitter. year by year, I mean that's an impressive resume, and uh, obviously they're not going to come into play with Virginia or Duke, who are or, or North Carolina, for that matter. They're ahead of them, but it could still come into play with Clemson, NC State, Miami, or Clemson and NC State, and if they beat Miami coming up, they could get into that. Uh, you know, I put them in that five-six. I don't think they're going to get up to four. I think that would be a tough thing to get to. You'd have to count on a couple teams losing twice.
0: You think, think they're going to beat Miami?
1: Possibly. I don't think Miami's all that I know they just beat North Carolina Let's say this, the fact that Miami is coming off A win against North Carolina I, I think it increases the chances that Virginia Tech Can go down there and beat them Because they won't be as desperate as they would have been Because I, I think if Miami had lost the North Carolina game They're sort of sitting there on the bubble a little bit more uh, Than you might have thought otherwise They'd be 9-8 and eight in the conference You know, if they lose again They'd be 9-9, nine and nine. there's a little more motivation for them I, I the same
0: thing applied to Tech though I mean, I mean Texas Texas beat Duke. Duke. Yeah, I, I uh, guess
1: that's true I, I just think Miami seems like a team That just plays to its level Of the competition that it's against uh, And I guess you can, you can say that to a degree With Virginia Tech sometimes too uh, Certainly I, I think there's a better chance Of Virginia Tech going down there and winning Than than maybe I thought a week ago at this time Well, well Aaron, Aaron McHokey Hokey
0: now I thinks they're so. going to lose I, You know, I I, I, picked, I him picked him to beat Duke, Duke last, week. last week And I I, I, told, you I told you to, to take, take the, the points, points No matter, no matter what, what. Um, whatever, whatever they were, were, and it was, five, it was and five and a half. I think it might have, have closed, closed at five, five. but, but uh, it uh, wasn't looking was so good so early on, on. Those points were not, were not looking solid, but I, 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 I've i gone, gone back and forth and about whether, whether they're, they're going to win this game, game, game in Miami, and now, now I've, I've, I've settled on they're not going to win this game. So I'm going to go with they finish as six seed? I think they lose
1: this and they beat the seven. I think Louisville plays NC State. I think NC State's going to win that, keep Louisville below Tech, and I think they'll lose this game to Miami, and they'll be the seventh seed.
0: That's my prediction. I think Florida State will lose to Clemson? Uh, so Florida
1: State would have, have to win, win its last two. Yeah, Florida State's a team that just is so up and down. You you can't from week to game to game, you can't predict what they're going to do.
0: Okay, so I, so I guess, I'm, guess saying I'm saying Tech's going to be a, a seven seed. Be better if they, think, if they if they beat, beat Miami, Miami and got, got in that, that mix, mix, you know that higher mix, mix because certainly, certainly I think, I think those afternoon game, the, the four or five, five game feeds, feeds into that that first game of the of the, of the day.
1: Yeah, um, well if you get to a four seed, then you get the the double bye. Right. Berman was talking about that earlier. Uh, four seed seems like still like a bad like You play a five seed that's already played a game probably before that. Even if you win, you get the one seat after that. Maybe that's less of a factor this year because they have beaten Virginia already. So, I don't know.
0: Okay. Well, we'll, we'll get back, back together to next, next week over the phone and see how things are going up in New York, and we'll preview the tournament itself and all the matchups therein. For Andy Bitter, this is Aaron McFarling. We'll see you next time.